Once I realized that I was on a path that was headed nowhere, I had to figure out a way to get off of the train. I'm extremely passionate about helping corporate professionals transition into entrepreneurship. So I had to share the one thing, the number one thing that helped me develop as an entrepreneur, and that's the morning meetup. I joined the morning meetup specifically for the structure because I'm, I'm leaving corporate America, so I'm used to those morning huddles. We got our sales, we know what our goals are, and we get our day started. So I was missing that for two years before I even found the morning meetup. Now, the second thing that I really, really benefited from was the revenue, revenue generating activity was not necessarily a thing before 2021. Now I had my LLC, I had my website, I had a few clients here and there, but the momentum really took off as soon as I got around like-minded individuals and people who really knew the struggles that I was already dealing with that I could get over my fear of sales and communicating my value and putting myself out there on social media. The friends that I've developed, the mentors and the mentees that I've, that I've created relationships with, Everything has really created this environment for us to thrive as entrepreneurs. So if you want to develop as an entrepreneur, you're leaving corporate America and you're trying to figure out how do I get my footing in entrepreneurship, then the morning meetup will definitely be a game changer for you. You can learn with us. You can grow with us. And I didn't even mention that we have a book club. Join us in the community. Let's get started today. You will not regret it. Welcome to another episode of the Work and Play Podcast, where I get to talk to all of my cool friends who have been in corporate America, who have left corporate America and became entrepreneurs. Now, today's a solo episode, and today I actually have named this episode Getting to Know Yourself, because I realize as I talk about the steps that it takes for us to get into entrepreneurship, a lot of it starts with self, and even as an entrepreneur, Understanding like who you are, how you lead, how you sell, like all of these things are attributed to like us and our personality and our relationships with our childhood, our relationships with trauma, our relationships with our spirituality. Becoming an entrepreneur and truly letting go of that corporate identity has a lot to do with getting to know self, especially if you aspire to move past solo entrepreneurship and then go into like building a whole corporation. It's going to require a lot of self-discovery. Um, <laughs> I was talking to someone the other day and and she was talking about the trauma she experienced in her business and how she um, was trying to lead a team and hiring someone new and was faced with the the like karma of the type of employee that she was. And then also kind of extrapolating that experience a little bit more. It's like you leave corporate America because you want to leave a certain like you want to leave a certain culture. You want to leave the system behind. You want to leave like the industry, the um, institution of corporate America um, or corporate wherever you are um, behind. Right. And so you think everything is wrong with the corporation. Well, when you become a business owner, right? You start as a, a solo entrepreneur, right? And then you start to build out a team. Then you start realizing this is a whole new relationship that I have to navigate around. And people around me, they all aren't crazy. So part of the dysfunction in my business has a lot to do with me. And it takes a lot of time to really like, one, come to terms with that. But then two, be able to explore like, what is this? And how do I move past it? So I want to talk about what it took for me to get to know myself and how you can actually do this too. So there are a few practical tips that I can share. There are a few um, experiential anecdotes that I can share. 
Um, and there are just some professional things that I've seen as I've talked to over 200 entrepreneurs about their journey um, in, in entrepreneurship and um, how they actually left corporate. So hopefully this gives you some some like perspective and what you can actually do to get your journey started um, so we can actually like move the needle forward. So this conversation actually sprung about because I had a conversation with a parallel version of myself. This girl was a rock star. She is a rock star. She is a rock star. And when I met her, she was telling me about all of these things that she wants to do. Um, she's still in corporate America or she's, she's about to go into corporate America and she has this defined idea of what she wants to do. As I'm listening to her, like share her, um, career aspirations of like what she wants to do. And I'm also listening to the fact that she had to come to terms with the idea that she had when she was like early on in college and how she had to release that. She didn't want to be that anymore. Then came up with a whole nother career idea. I'm looking at her. I'm like, dang, this girl has it all together. I remember growing up and being a young adult and I'm still a young adult, but I remember there were times where it's like, girl, you got it all together. And so I'm, as I'm reflecting on this moment, I am thinking about her as, girl, you got it all together. But the difference that I feel like um, happened from an external perspective as she's telling me her story is her reflections on where she wants to be in a career sound very similar to mine in my later years, right? And when I was at her age, even though I had it all together, having it all together by standard, by definition, was you got a good job, good car, you're about to get a, um, your house, um, you're making good money, like all of this stuff. That's you, girl, you got your head on straight, you got it all together. All of this stuff was indicators that my life was great, or so they thought, right? And I really appreciated her thought process on how she was strategizing in her career. But I'll be honest with you, this was the furthest thing from where I was thinking in 2011 when I was in business school, because at that time I thought I was going to be a CPA. And then when my dreams were knocked down, I had to figure out a different path that would allow me to pivot. Up until this point in my life, I thought I was going to be a CPA. So because I thought like, okay, I'm going into accounting and that my dreams were shattered just because I didn't pass like the entry exams. And that was a whole traumatic experience. Um, I mean, seriously, I cried like I was devastated because this was the first time that I had ever not gotten something that I wanted because up, up until this point, everything that was required to be um, good like in the world required good grades, required you to stay out of trouble. Um, I was pretty good at the basic things in life. And so I just thought I'd pick a career, I'd pass the test and my life continues to go on. Well, that was my first like, no, that was the first time life said no. And I was devastated. And now that I'm looking back at it, you can, you can like understand that you can see that life was trying to tell me I was going in the wrong path, but I didn't see it that way. So instead of um, accounting, I went finance and, um, the rest is history. But what I always say now is, um, I didn't realize that I was a black woman in corporate America. And when I say corporate America, that thing started when I started studying for um, finance, I didn't realize I didn't identify with being a black woman in the black woman experience in corporate until I was about 25. 
Up until this point, I participated in a few different programs. I was doing all the extracurricular things to make my resume look great, and I got into corporate America. I was outpacing even my white counterparts because I'm doing all the things, networking, meeting these executives, sending my um, my uh, follow-up emails. I was doing all that. I had my internship, you know, my sophomore year. I had a job offer before I graduated college, and I felt like I was really on my way. But when I got into corporate America, like actually got into my job, I, I felt like I was just kind of dropped off into the world without any additional acceleration that like the system would provide like after you go through all 12 years of school college and then you go through your internship and then you even take a couple like career development programs you're dropped into corporate with very little guidance on like how do you get to the next level like what is the next level anyway after you go into corporate america and i was not quite sure what I did know is that I did not want the options that were available. And I, and because of the options that were available and like the type of job that I had, I was severely unhappy with my life. I felt like I'd done all this work to get to this place and I didn't even enjoy it. So for me, I wasn't like necessarily seeing myself as a black woman or anything like that, I literally was just unhappy. And I feel like a lot of college um, college students um, and professionals feel this way, no matter what your race is. So up until this point, I never really felt like, you know, my race was keeping me back, right? The top three responses that I get when I ask, why do you wanna leave corporate America? Are that you want financial freedom, you wanna own your own time, and you wanna build a legacy for this generation and generations to come. Now, this is not a solo job. In order to transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship, it's gonna take community and it's gonna take resources. And I've created the community of pioneers who are going to wrap around you and help you make that transition successfully. So if you're interested in leaving your job, go ahead and click that information below. Let's get into the community and let's transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship successfully. Now let's get back to the episode. I say all that to say when I got to a point in my life where I woke up and I knew what it was that I wanted to do in, in life, that's when I started to understand and notice the difference between me and others. And what I mean by others is just that when I start moving as I want, like as I want to accomplish things and I'm moving naturally and, and talking about what I'm passionate about, I realized that once I went off the beaten path, from the, the, the normal like um, networking conversations and you know coffee chats that are gonna help you get that next promotion or get your, um, your new job once you start getting that FaceTime with another department, I realized once I started going off the beaten path that I was met with a little bit more resistance. And for me, I won't chuck it all up to race because I also believe that I just wasn't supposed to be in that environment. And so it doesn't matter what I did. It could have been a white person in my, in, my, in my seat. Once I realized that I was on a path that was headed nowhere, I had to figure out a way to get off of the train. Now, as I think about it, my internship actually wasn't that bad. I'm a little bit frustrated at this, and so I'm gonna share my grievance because when it comes to me being in my internship, I actually had a ball. What they do when you're in an internship in corporate America, and this is for my, my kiddos who are about to have their first um, internship in corporate America, you're gonna get a project. Well, 
good organizations will give you a project. And when I say good, I just think that projects are a great way to, great way to learn, especially when you have, anyway, let's get into the story. In my first company, when I um, went into my internship, I was given a, like a 10 week project. I was given an ideal, like I was given a problem. And um, I was also given resources like people who dealt with that problem. And then I was given like free reign to figure out what the solution was going to be. Now, at the end of the 10 weeks, I was supposed to present my solution. And it ended up being this like um, Excel um, report, uh, automated like Excel report that calculated costs and people could actually use to, um, you know, save millions of dollars in their business. And so um, this project was really cool, especially like presenting the project and thinking about the project and having conversations with people. And I was on the track, like the internship track was supposed to set me up for being a business analyst. Well, when I got the job and I was super excited because I didn't have to worry about getting a job my whole last um, year of college, the job had not... I can't say it didn't have anything to do with the project, but my project was so high up that the work that I was doing as a business analyst had nothing to do with each other. I mean, down the line, you, you realize there are operations type role that, that roles that help and inform the business analyst job or make it easier for the business analyst to do their job. But by and large, the project that we were doing, it was going to take you five, five years from B.A. to get to that level of thinking again. And I feel like I got duped. So all of this to say, like all this stuff has nothing to do with like me or my spirit or anything. But I'm just at the time, I'm really just realizing I'm just really unhappy with this job, with this life. Um, I think Katy Perry had a, uh, she came out with a song where it's like, do you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting in the wind, one in the thought again, something like that, where I really just felt like, listen, I just feel like I'm, I'm drifting. I had no idea of what I wanted to do. So coming back to, so that was my internship. Technically, I had a good time there bringing it back to corporate America. I'm an adult now. I have a real job and I'm working. I wasn't necessarily happy. And I'm looking around at my coworkers and my colleagues and I'm realizing, like, why isn't their experience? Like, they seem like they're really happy. And um, and I was just thinking, like, how am I the only one who isn't happy with the situation? Now, what was I not happy with? One, I, I was a data analyst. And for some reason, I don't know how I tricked myself into believing that I really liked like numbers. I think numbers came easy to me. I think numbers came easy to me because it was math. And I used to always say two plus two is always going to be four. But if I have to write a paper, it's going to be graded subjectively. I never really knew like what I needed to say. I would also say things like if you give me a multiple choice question, I'll get or give me a multiple choice quiz. I can more than likely get a hundred. But if you give me like open-ended questions, I didn't have confidence in my responses, which when I think about it, it's actually uncovering um, an insecurity of mine because when I, as an adult, I have really always kind of held this insecurity with like reading comprehension and expressing my thoughts and expressing my voice. Um, and that comes like, even when I talk about 
being um, that I wanted to be an accountant, the test that I failed was a reading comprehension test. And it was about taxes and the laws and how I interpreted this this um, page. And I just I never I think I was traumatized by the fact that I was put trying to fit myself into a, a bucket. And I really didn't trust myself to speak or read something. We're going to have to process this one later. But, hey, we're talking about getting to know each other, getting to know ourselves. So I think it's fair that um, I share with you guys even things that I've learned to learn through, not overcome, because when it comes to like reading comprehension, the best thing that helped me overcome that was reading more. (laughs) Once I read more, then I started to speak differently. Once I started speaking differently, people started to realize, hey, there's something in that nugget of yours, which takes me back to the beginning of my journey before I ever became an entrepreneur. So we talked about, I said I was going to share with you some practical things that you can do to explore yourself, to get to know yourself. Because right now, you might be very well like me where you go to work every single day. You can complain about your job 30 to, to 60 minutes in on a conversation with one person. I mean, seriously, you could talk about how your boss won't let you be great, all of this stuff, and you still aren't making like progress in terms of your self-development. So the things that help me get to know myself really do start with the little things such as reading. The first thing that I will start with is reading. And I share this part all the time, but because I was looking up and I was seeing people who didn't seem like they were having the same experience in corporate as me, I felt alone and my work started to fail. Um, I didn't try anymore. I wasn't showing up in the workplace like a go-getter. And I didn't even feel like showing up like that. Remember, like I I tell you, I was excelling until I wasn't. And for me, that had a negative effect on my relationship as a professional in general. So one of the the first things that I did was read. Reading this book called Presence by Amy Cuddy, and I talk about it even in my work because I do believe that as we get expansive, it really does change our mindset. And it's funny, like people do like little skits and parodies on doing the Superman pose and stuff like that. But it really does help transform your mindset and get you like pumped up for whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's a job interview or a meeting with someone important, all of that. So reading was one of the first things that helped me get through the hurdle And I don't know if I said, okay, I'm going to read one book. I I did say I was going to read more, but I didn't say I was going to read one book a a month or anything so that I can improve my comprehension or even my diction. I was just like, I got to read this book because my job is failing. And then I started to say, okay, I should do this more. So for me, reading was one of those things that really helped me get in touch with myself. By reading more, I'm starting to learn more about history and people who have lived before me, who are more like me or or living big for bigger things than I was. And I started to get involved in um, learning about my history as a black woman. And I I grew up in Atlanta. So I I talk about this. I've, I've said this before, maybe not on the podcast, but because I grew up in Atlanta, I knew the core African-Americans who like mm, made it to like mainstream black history. So I knew Mary McLeod Bethune because I went to a black school, a black name school. And I knew Martin Luther King. I knew Malcolm X. I knew Harriet Tubman, Rosa, uh, Rosa Parks. But I didn't know the works of Malcolm X. I didn't know the philosophy of Martin Luther King. I didn't really like get down into Booker T. Washington and and his like juxtaposition with um, W.E.B. Du Bois. 
until I started to really like think like, who are the people who came before me? I believe that other like regions of the U.S., they do more research on what happened down here in the South than we do. And for no, I'm not in the education system, so I don't necessarily know why that is. Thank you so much for watching the Work and Play podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Boss Up Conference, which is a community for entrepreneurs, CEOs, celebrities, and corporate executives to come together, network, and solve some problems. Thank you all so much for being supporters of the Work and Play podcast. And thank you for watching the Work and Play podcast and all the episodes before. Now let's get back to the episode. A lot of the black figures that we truly need to know about so that we can understand how to move society forward. After I started learning this type of stuff, having conversations with my friends is the second thing that really helped me get to know myself because now my friends are responding to me differently when I typically might not necessarily have like something to say if we were talking about Black Lives Matter or something. I then became like opinionated about things that were going on in the world. So getting to know myself through conversations with my friends is the second thing that you could do today. But first, I would say starting with reading so that you have something you want to share because when I think about it, this is a really good idea and I have to share it with you. <laughs> but read the things that you read, also going to your friends and having conversations, you'll start to understand like who's in the mindset or who will maybe like come on to the mindset of like personal development and being um, a better um, individual. You'll start to find out who are those people who are going to be like mine or those who are like, you reading? What are you doing? Like, oh, he's, you know, Ariel's reading again. You'll identify those friends who may or may not be on the journey with you in entrepreneurship. But enough about that. The other thing that I did a lot before I actually transitioned into entrepreneurship was really, I just was inundating my mind with a whole bunch of YouTube videos. I would wake up to Jim Rohn and go to sleep to Les Brown. I had to be hungry and I just knew, I just knew that I did not want to die with my dreams inside of me. These are things that I just really did to, to feed my, my soul. And then I started to like figure out which ones felt better to me? There are other motivational speakers that I listened to, but didn't necessarily speak to my soul. Um, and it really helped me get to know, like, what, who's that voice inside of me? So even now, when I feel down or when I feel um, like I don't want to do any work, Jim Rohn might play in my head, like work harder than you do, work harder on yourself than you do on anything else. Right. Or, or uh, Les Brown, got to be hungry. And I have to be like, okay, do I want it that bad? Like, do I want it? Do I want it bad enough? And if I do, then I need to get up off this couch. Um, but getting to know yourself requires you to get to know your thoughts, right? To shape your thoughts, to be able to hear yourself think, to be able to hear what it is that you want, and even to be able to express the dreams that you have. So for me, YouTube videos was a good start. I also use YouTube videos for me to, to like kind of find people who are experiencing similar um, things that that's me. Like I would look up, you know, how to quit your job or um, quitting your job without a plan or how much money do you need? To, like I was really getting to know, like, what does my situation need to look like as well? So gathering information, getting to know myself, reading, spending time with myself, talking to my friends, all of these things really shaped who I am. The biggest thing that I will say that helped me get to know myself over the years is therapy and journaling. These two things combined really helped me come into a conversation and really like think about what it was that I wanted to get out of therapy and how I wanted to express and explore my thoughts. I will say 
that within a six month time period of me getting to talk about like what it is that I'm exploring, I got to uncover this one like idea that when I was a child, the adults around me, I felt I took on the persona that I had to take care of business, right? That I had to raise myself. And because I felt like I only had myself to take care of, meaning like I could, I was the only person who would take care of me, then I had to like show up for myself in a different way. I didn't, I wasn't vulnerable to people. Um, I didn't ask for help a lot. There were times that I really would uh, suffer in silence because I didn't feel like there was anybody to help me anyway or who could provide like good, decent guidance. So when I went into corporate America, there were situations that were uncovering the fact that I'm afraid to ask for help or like I don't feel supported and I'm, I'm projecting and I'm not I'm not speaking up for myself. I'm not advocating for myself. These are just things that like I didn't know were there until I started having conversations with my therapist. And once I started to uncover the like crap, then I could start to take pride in the woman that I was becoming and the woman who I had actually been to get myself through all of the things that I experienced as a child. Now, nobody leaves childhood unscathed. So when I say trauma, it can be a small T or a big T. Your, your trauma is your trauma story. But expressing, like exploring what that trauma has done for you, like whether it shaped a story where I got to be a goal getter or it shaped a story where nobody's going to help me. I think therapy and journaling really allows you to express yourself and explore your thoughts in a way that you can bounce it off with someone. You can listen to it and then you can say, hey, how does that person sound? And I've realized most of my thoughts are pretty valid, even when I think I'm crazy. Now, getting to know yourself has its side effects because when you start to understand yourself a little bit more, you start to have more empathy for yourself and for your past self. There, when I tell you I listen to like motivational talks, there's a mindset in entrepreneurship that says you have to be delusional to work hard at a business. You have to, to be successful in entrepreneurship rather. You have to be able to tune out all of the other stuff and push yourself harder. Even if your body says you're tired, you have to be able to die on a treadmill. These mindsets in entrepreneurship really kind of go against taking it easy on yourself at times. So the side effects that might come up is now that I'm aware that I'm tired or I'm burned out, I have a decision to make. I can either decide to take it easy on myself and find some self-care or I can push a little bit harder. My go-to was always push a little bit harder because I felt like the more I put, put pressure on myself, the better my body could adjust. But while I do want to be able to stay alive and live long enough to see my riches when I'm there and, and healthy enough to like enjoy them, I also don't want to burn myself out um, right now and sacrifice or I don't want to not burn myself out, but not work right now and then not reach the level of success that I actually want to and I envision in my mind. So a lot of us, and I'm still processing this, but a lot of us have to understand and know what our body needs. Does it need to a break or does it need to go harder? And nobody can answer that question for you but you. So getting to know yourself, you also understand what is it, what it is that you need. My coach always asks me, what is it that I'm feeling? in my body. And so now that I'm being able to express my thoughts and my feelings, I can also understand what is it that I need right now so that I can feel secure in whatever decision that I need to make right now, 
in whatever stress that I'm going to going through or to stop myself from ruminating because I'm still kind of thinking or overthinking and worrying about what I should do next which is not healthy. Hey guys, it's Arielle from the Work and Play Podcast. If you're getting any value from this channel, and I mean anything from the tutorials to the podcast to the random videos that you see on this channel, then I just ask that you do one thing. Please subscribe. Subscribe and share this to anyone that you think this resonates with and drop a comment below so I know what other things that you want to see next. Now let's get back to the episode. The best thing about getting to know yourself is truly getting on the path of figuring out what your, what your zone of genius is. Part of like my past was filled with feeling guilty for talking so much, for shining so brightly, for being so, um, you know, assertive. And these things I turned down so that I can turn up other skills and make it in corporate America. I realized that the skills that I really had, the natural skills and abilities that I had in my in my body, I didn't necessarily feel confident that I can become a millionaire with those skill sets. I never gave myself, you know, permission to explore those things and truly find out like where it is that I'm great at. Not not just things that I'm good at, things that I can like do in my sleep. Like, you know, those things are great. And having like certain skill sets like data analytics will always provide a certain level of job security if that were ever a thing. If I wanted to go back to corporate America, which I don't. But now that I'm in a role where I can share my thoughts through verbal communication and I can literally help others through listening, these are skill sets that I want to hone in on. These are things that I've learned that make my body feel good. And when I see that it represents itself in other ways in my clients, I am enamored when it comes to like seeing the growth in other people. So when it comes to like the first thing that it takes for you to become an entrepreneur, I would say get to know yourself. But it's not to say that you'll get to know yourself in one sitting and, and six months later, ha, voila, I'm there. Just start with one of the things that I just shared. Get to know yourself and then start taking the journey as you find out what your thoughts are telling you, your emotions are telling you. After you go to therapy and your therapist shares a little bit about what she hears or he hears and really start to explore what is your life trying to tell you about what you need to do, what type of business you need to go into, what type of career person and professional you want to be. Is it a freelancer? Is it a solo entrepreneur? Is it a small business owner? Or do you want to create another corporation? All of these questions about entrepreneurship will be uncovered to you as you know more about yourself. Who do you want to work with? Who do you want to help? Why do you want to help them, right? What is something that you can do every single morning and not get paid for it and you'll still be happy in this world. These are questions that really allow you to get to know yourself and require you to do some digging as opposed to trying to go through life on autopilot because that's what we do. We, we continue to work. We work ourselves to death whether we are in corporate or entrepreneurship and we don't give ourselves time to think. So give yourself time to think. I wanted to dedicate this episode specifically to you getting to know yourself because there are tangible ways, there are specific ways that you can do that, and there are ways that you're going to find works better for you. Don't just take my word for it. Get to know yourself and allow that to lead your journey forward. So I'm going to leave you with that thought, and I want you to check it out. I want you to try it. Just really, like, process it. Oh, but before I go, journaling. On journaling, I want to let you know, like, don't stop here when you're like, okay, episode's over, like, I'm not journaling. I don't want to write anything. Um, my hand gets tired when I write. My hand gets tired when I write too. So I want to give you this. If you don't want to write in your journal, you can also audio journal, which means that you'll be taking your phone 
and literally cutting on the, the voice recorder app and just speaking your thoughts. I would recommend also that you listen to your thoughts so that you know, sometimes if your therapist is not available, you can probably give yourself some advice before you actually go back to your next session. So if you don't write, you can um, audio journal and then you can also video journal. While we spend so much time on social media and on live, you can actually just speak to yourself in a video and allow that to play back to yourself so you can hear what struggles you're going through or what your thoughts are and how you're, you're growing and developing. And what's even more cool is 12 months later, when you're looking back at who you were at the beginning of the year or the beginning of the 12 month span, you get to see the growth that you experienced. And I think that's dope as well. So I wanted to leave you with that practical tip. I didn't want to leave journaling with that like haze of I don't want to do that. So if you watched this far into the episode and you're really trying to figure out how do I get in touch with myself, these are some ways that you can actually do it. All right, guys, I'm going to leave you with that. If you have any questions, you know where to find me on Instagram or on LinkedIn. Now I'm on actually on LinkedIn. Um, or you can just drop some comments down here on YouTube because I checked this out as well. And last but not least, if you have comments or you want to rate and subscribe on Red Circle or your favorite podcast player, you can do that as well. So until next time, y'all go be great. I'll see you next week.